When it comes to EVE Online, every player wants to know the most effective tactic available. You want to know the meta. The meta controls everything. It determines what will and will not happen. Knowing the meta will alter your views, make you question your reality. It might even make you laugh. And now, you're part of it. You're watching The Meta Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Meta Show. Today is Saturday, April the 30th. I cannot believe it is already <laughs> the end of April. This year is flying by, even though nothing seems to be happening except for giant, massive... Hype trains happening, as always, in the chat to start the show. You guys are crazy. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. It's awesome when we see you guys get uh, hyped up before we even start. And uh, as usual, we got uh, Crazy DC giving out some stuff. We got uh, a whole bunch of subs, a whole bunch of hype, and we appreciate that because... Boy, uh, wow. we're gonna try to yeah, we're gonna try to bring the hype this week. Brisk has gone through and created and sifted through all of the news and all of the options. Level five, almost. Here we are. Uh, that that has escalated quickly. I blinked. I looked at it when it was like level two, and I was like, "Oh, hey guys, thank you." And now all of a sudden, here we are. Um, so, uh, Fan Fest is next week. And we are going to be hearing the Eve keynote on next Friday. And as a result, a lot of us are just sort of inhaling, exhaling, waiting, wondering. Carneros, five gift subs. Thank you. Uh, and we are almost at the, the the top of the... Okay, I think the... the I think we're almost there. We're going to hit it. Guys, there it okay, is. Wonderful. We can start the show now. We <laughs> officially you. have our level Thank five you. hype the train. Level Thank five you, high train to start the show is, is usually the way. So... Um, we hope CCP brings the hype. Uh, as you guys can see, I am wearing a red shirt today and Brisk is wearing more normal Brisk clothes. It is no longer a, a double black uh, show. Uh, we always hope for the best, expect the worst. And we're going to go through today with uh, not only what's happening in EVE, where there's some uh, fun to be made of fire, some fun to be made of test. Uh, but I, I believe that most of our focus is going to be on what we think CCB is going to do and probably herfing a lot of borders about what we think they should be doing for it to be uh, a success. Uh, what? Uh, how, how do you want to take us through this, Brisk? Where, where should we go? With well, that, I mean, the first thing I'm going to suggest is for all of you guys, it's four o'clock on the East Coast. It is 20 hundred eve time so around the world right now it's five o'clock somewhere even if it's not five o'clock where you are so this is going to be more of a, a little bit more of a relaxed show we're just going to speculate a little bit in fact i think we're going to start with some totally irresponsible manifest speculation uh and we're going to knock that out as our top story so i've got some scotch here i hope you guys get an adult beverage and we will start the fun right now with our top story So, as we noted, Friday, May the 6th, Saturday, May the 7th, is EVE Fan Fest 2022 in Reykjavik, Iceland. EVE nerds from all across the world will be converging upon a small little area in Iceland where CCP makes the game to have the first Fan Fest since 2018. 
2019 was the world tour. 2020 was COVID. 2021 also COVID. We have not had a fan fest in four years. Now, yikes. The big question everybody has is what are they going to announce at FanFest? Now, Mittens, you've been to FanFest before, right? Many times, yes. Tell us a little bit about what it feels like when it's there and what you all expect when you go into the rooms to hear all the different stuff that CCP is going to tell you. So, first of all, let's acknowledge that EVE players, myself included, are all a little weird as far as gamers go, right? Like, one of the most exciting things, I remember one fan fest where we were clapping and cheering, uh, where CCP premiered new missile animations, right? And just showed the missiles with their their wonderful, you know, we have this, we take this for granted today. Uh, but when they, they do new visual updates or when they show new builds of spaceships, uh, the art panel has always been a very exciting time because whenever they remodel a class classic ship. Uh, you know, I remember when they first started doing that, like when they, they did the first redesign of the Mahler, it was just like, um, so when we go there, the, the past fan fest where they've had uh, deliverables of like, here's a new design, here's a new cool thing that we could actually show you a video of, that's been very impressive. There's also been some fan fests where some of the things that they've announced have been duds. Uh, so for example, when they did the, the industry rework uh, many years ago, uh, I believe it was a presentation with CCB Siegel, uh, it was a perfectly fine presentation. It was just not something that really translates very visually well to like, ooh, ooh and ah kind of thing. Uh, one of the things that has struck me, especially at the old venue, uh, which is now going to be the venue this year, uh, which is in a big sports arena kind of thing, uh, I, I always kind of liked that venue better than Harpa because it was a more natural place for people to meet each other in the hallways. Uh, Harpa oftentimes always felt to me like a, a fancy dentist's office, uh, which makes sense. It's an opera house, right? It's it's not as, hey, let's bump into each other in the same sort of way that a sports arena is, is designed. Um, but I, I think what people are looking for headed into this is we would love to be able to fall in love with Eve and with CCP again, right? The player base is in a situation where we would all love to see some wins for the developer and for the community as a whole. Uh, so the, the main thing is, please, for the love of God, don't fuck it up. <laughs> right? like, like, you know, if, if they can, if they, if they can hit the, the, the basics of just, uh, you know, the, the Eve online keynote is going to be right at the start of this. Right. And that, that's the thing that they changed uh, many years ago. There would be the Eve online keynote would be like the last of the keynotes. Uh, and, and now it's right out of the gates. So it's we're going to be thing. able to, exactly. It's the first thing. So we're going to at least have an idea of what we're dealing with uh, on, on Friday at, uh, at, at noon, uh, which is crazy. Um, so that's going to, that's right. going to be interesting. Yeah. Now. So again, so to start off Monday or Friday is the first day of fan fest, uh, May 6th, the opening ceremony starts at 11 AM, uh, Eve time. Noon is the keynote. Now, that's probably the biggest thing on Friday. They're doing the CCP Games games, which is a funny, goofy little thing that they like to do. There's a couple of different, uh, you can see round tables. There'll be live events. They're they're having the FanFest Global Finals that were supposed to happen three years ago, but never did uh, because of COVID. Uh, so they're doing all that stuff on, on Friday. But Saturday, I want to draw your attention to Saturday, okay? This panel here. And let me get my little my little arrow out and and make it clear here. Eve 
a living universe. That will be CCP Rattati's presentation on Saturday. And I'm willing to bet you that at least from a NullSec perspective, the stuff that comes out of that presentation will probably be bigger or even more important or more meaningful to us than anything you're going to see in the keynote. That's just my gut. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, has the CSM been told everything that's going to happen at FanFest? No. Have we been given a little more information that we had last week? Yes. We had a meeting Thursday with Frittati. We did find out certain things that are going to be announced. We don't know everything. We don't know the keynote. We know stuff from his presentation. But we don't know anything other than that. So when we do totally irresponsible speculation, I don't have much more info than you guys. And I'm going to be speculating as much as you are about what's coming because I don't really know. The meeting we had on Thursday had some top-level kind of 30,000-foot things. We haven't seen anything operational yet. I'm interested to see timing, and I'm interested to see what they're going to do. But I'll tell you, and I've said this before, and I will go into it as close as I can get without going over my NDA line. Some of the stuff we talked about on Thursday with them, I was pleasantly happy to hear. Like it was the kinds of things where it seems like, okay, yes, they're listening. They hear us. They understand things. They're going to try to do some stuff that we will potentially like. Now, I say that now and watch everybody hate it and boo and go crazy. But when I saw, when I heard what they were talking about and the things that they were saying to us on Thursday, I did not feel the kind of angst or like pit in the feeling in, in my stomach when I have heard other things that they've told us like, oh, by the way, we're raising prices five bucks or, oh, by the way, we're doing this, we're doing that. So I didn't get that instant feeling of being nervous. So that's a good, I think that I'm going to take that in a cautiously optimistic way that maybe they figured this out and they're not going to give us some kind of crap on, on Friday or Saturday. But to that point, what do you think we could see on Friday and Saturday? So I put this together. We're going to do totally irresponsible fan fest speculation. Now, the number one thing, what do you think the number one thing? I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you expect from a fan fest keynote? That they will announce what are they almost always announcements what do you think off the top of your head well usually there's a big expansion to the universe right usually there's right. some sort of a here is a, a cool big future thing like the famous ones we've had in the past to be like build your own stargates or some sort of uh like you know walking in stations or basically uh at most fan fests there is a headline feature of some kind that is, you know, the the standard by which then uh, the company will be judged as to whether they're able to deliver it or not. But I, I would expect at the very least something new. And I, I've said this before on a few other shows uh, where, like in the past few weeks, where you know, with CCB has always had a few what I would call like emergency options, right? Like in case of emergency, when you done fucked it up. Uh, break glass and release Jovians, right? Like there's this whole area of space that has never actually been allowed. There's been assets for Jovian things uh, in uh, the game for a very long time. Uh, and I always kind of figured that uh, in a situation where they really stepped in it, uh, they always have like an oh shit, you know, break glass, release Jovians kind of kind of thing, right? You know, hey, have a, a, a new player character race or a new line of ships or some sort of a big new content. Because the fact of the matter is, 
if you're trying to explain, like one, one of the things to keep in mind about FanFest guys is from both a CSM and from a game journalist perspective, uh, FanFest is a major opportunity for CCP games to fly a whole bunch of games journals to Reykjavik and then wine and dine them and give them some talking points to then write articles post FanFest about, right? And so normally the way you would do this is you would then have some big headlining features that would be exciting. And then CCP would hope to get like a wave of positive press of like, oh, CCP announces what the hell ever. Uh, so I'm hoping there will be something like that because, you know, I certainly don't think that gathering the press to, to Reykjavik and say, hey guys, we added waste into the game and now the players hate us and we raised the prescription, uh, raised the subscription fees by five bucks a month in the US uh, is really going to fly. So they need, they definitely need some kind of new content. I just, I just have no idea. That, and that's the, and that's the thing. I agree hundred percent. I think they absolutely have to announce some new content, something that is going to get people excited about logging in again. And that's the big question. <laughs> what kind of content could they announce? That's going to get people excited about logging in again. And we've seen like, so we saw four years ago, the last big content update, uh, and that they announced this uh, at FanFest was the Triglavian invasion. All right. So that was brand new, a brand new thing that came out. You had Abyssal Dead Space that had been launched, which at the time I thought was a great idea. And today I've kind of soured on it. It's popular with players, but it's instance gameplay. It pulls people out of space. And the amount of PvP and stuff that we expected on the outgates when, when people were coming out, has, has been very little. It's ganking, oh, and that's about it. You're not getting a lot of fights. So you're taking people out of the sandbox and putting them in their own little private sandbox to play money, to play game and make money. And the fact is, the way that they have nerfed every other money-making opportunity throughout the game except wormholes means that Abyssal Dead Space is now like the preeminent, premier way to make ISK. And that's not good when you're pulling people out of space. So I was concerned about that. And I, what I hope that we will see whatever new content that they tell us about, and I'm, I'm, I would be absolutely flabbergasted, which probably means it's going to happen, but I would be absolutely flabbergasted if they did not announce some kind of new content. They're going to have to do that. Because if you think about it, FanFest, it's not just goons going to FanFest. It's not just meta show audience members going to FanFest. It's not just uh, null sec people going to FanFest. You're going to have people from all over the game, high sec, low sec, wormholes, null sec, everywhere in between. You're going to have people who are big fans of the lore. You're going to have big people who are big fans of the company. There, there's got to be like three of those people left, right? I mean, <laughs> so you're going to have... You're going to have all these different audiences that they have to try to appease, and they're going to want to make sure that whatever they announce content-wise has something for everybody. So I, I fully expect that we'll see some content. I, it's hard; it's just hard to guess what it is. But I, things that yeah. I think would be great. Missions, new missions would be great. Something faction warfare would be great. Anything along those lines that we've been asking for for years, that would be great. What were you going to say, Mintz? I'm sorry. Oh, oh, so I, I'm I'm just going to follow in after you, which is I'm I'm going to try to do like the inverse of this is like here's what I think would be good, and then here are the things that I think we should hope that they they stay away from, uh, in terms like you know I no no more like sparks like spark for those of you that may have forgotten, which is very easy to forget. 
was a VR sport that CCP announced was going to be a new VR sport. And they had this whole VR thing at one of the last uh, major fan fests. And, you know, I, I really want to see the new content for Eve not be, hey, guys, we're doing an FPS again. And this time we promise not to fuck it up. Hey, guys, we've in, invented <laughs> Spark or some other random sport or some other thing that you're supposed to be excited about that's not yeah, Eve. I mean, uh, yeah. No, this no, is Eve no Doctor fan Who crossovers, We don't need other please. games. Eve, 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 tranquility, 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 like put, you know, I, the sandbox needs new sand. It doesn't need uh, a removal of a bunch of sand and then, hey, a waste mechanic and a whole bunch of other things. I, I think that the biggest thing that if I would say what I would be looking to judge CCP on here is, is what they are going to present something that is more than diddling existing numbers in a spreadsheet? Right. I want to see as as if I was a judge on a baking show or a cooking show or something like that. What I would like to see uh, in the contestants is I, I would like to see that CCP is capable of being a real game developer, uh, not just a, a a company that is handling uh, even sort of a maintenance mode. I want to see that they can do more than tweak some ones and zeros. I want to see some videos and some examples of actual gameplay that is new. And uh, according to CCB for a long time, they have all of these developers that are working hard and have been working hard on the new player experience. And so at least in theory, there's a whole bunch of developers that are out there in Reykjavik doing developer things and have been doing developer things for a long time now. And so if this is actually true, and it's not just an excuse from the Rattati administration covering up the inability to do more than diddle numbers on a spreadsheet, I will feel much more confident about EVE Online if they can demonstrate that they can code and develop new things for the video game EVE Online, as opposed to just tweaking the spreadsheets. That's, that's what I'm hoping to see. I agree. And so on to our second idea, I mean, this is this is the next thing I wanted to talk about because I think it's been a while, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the last FanFest, they announced the trig line of ships. So I would like to see new ships. Are we gonna oh, get God, new yes. ships? We've Please. not had any new ships added to the game since the Edencom ships came in. And to be bluntly honest, those were a disappointment. They have not really found a space in the meta. Horde is the only group that uses them in NullSec. People sometimes use them to run Abyssal sites, but generally speaking, if you see a Stormbringer or a Thunderchild or one of these other things out in space, it's a rarity. And they were not adopted the way the Trig ships have been adopted, which I think probably were some of the most well-designed and best beloved ships and of sexy. most players in the last ships. decade. I mean, mm -hmm. not since like the attack battle cruisers came out or, or even the T3Cs have people been as excited about the trick ships as, as I mean, as they were about the trick ships. So mm -hmm. the fact that we have we have we have examples of when we have seen some really good ships designs and really good ships coming out from FanFest. And then we've also had more than our share of blue balls from the company in the form of things like Angel Caps that were announced and were shown on screen at a fan fest and have never made it into the game. Yet, despite the fact that they captured the complete imagination of the entire Eve player base to the point that not a day goes by when someone doesn't ask me, when brisk are we gonna get Angel Capitals? When do I get my Crab Titan? They still have not added these into the game. So that's one of the things I'm a little nervous about. So even if they do announce the ships, I want to know, all right, when is this coming into the game? I don't want to see like, 
art renderings of something because we've seen art renderings of things in the past that have never turned into anything. And I don't want to be a situation where we talk about new ships, they tease us with new ships, and that's all it ever is. But as Mittens is so fond of saying, can we please get some fucking spaceships in the fucking spaceships game? It's not that hard, guys. Like, it, you know, this is one of the reasons why the I am so frustrated with the Rotati administration so often is, is that there are proven things that you can do at a, at a fan fest that's going to make people happy, right? Don't don't show them pants and high heel shoes. Show them spaceships blowing like up the high other shoes, spaceships, though. right? Some people enjoy that, and that's fine. But you know, the the the, <laughs> the, the big, you know, that 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 in whole incarnate presentation was sort of a, a a big whiff at one of those fan fests, and it, it's important. Uh, you know, they, they need to prove that they can make the core Eve player base, which pays their bills, uh, happy and show that they still have some kind of spark of magic. Ha ha ha. Not the fucking VR game, but actual, uh, yeah. Show us a spaceship, show us that you can build a fucking spaceship and put it in the spaceship game and have it not suck and not be made out of water, uh, like the capital ships have been. So, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Next up, I think the next thing that I, I was thinking of potentially what could they talk about is probably a little controversial. It might get them in trouble, but I think it's something that we all kind of expect to see at FanFest, just because this seems to have been the path forward that they have been going on for a while, where anytime they announce some big new thing, it's monetized. So... Will there be new forms of monetization announced at FanFest? That's a good question. And I'll tell you this, and I said it last week, and I'll say it again. After the price hike, I will be a little nervous to have them announce anything that requires money to be exchanged, because I feel like the players are going to be upset and say, look, you just raised the prices, and now you're going to try to sponge us on something else. So even if we get something that we want, like structure skins or alliance skins or corporation skins or more clones or things that we have told CCP in the past that we would be willing to pay them for. I'm really nervous and hope that they don't go the route of announcing anything like that with a price tag attached to it at this fan fest because it's just too soon TM. You know, I, I think if they announced like, hey, we're going to add a multi-account discount, that would be an easy win. Like if they're going to talk about money at all, or they're going to talk about any of the controversies that they've engaged in uh, coming out with a, a stack of benefits that are new and real uh, with the Omegas, uh, you know, if you're going to pay 20 bucks for an Omega subscription, what are we getting that we weren't getting before? Uh, That's and a I key am, thing they got to talk about, I think. Yeah. One of the things, and so I want to tell people about this. So I could be wrong and it's probably a good thing if I am wrong on this, but uh, Iceland is itself inherently kind of an echo chamber because of its geographic isolation to begin with. The company culture of CCP is even further in echo chamber. And especially when you end up, uh, and there's proof of this in the fact that every time the Rotati administration trips and falls or does any sort of anything, they act shocked, shocked that the player base is irate. And then they say it's just goons and it's just Reddit and they write it off. And one of the things that's always been interesting and important about fan fests and why it was important for CCB to be attending Vegas and generally speaking, keeping their ear to the ground uh, is you have to stay in touch with your line members or your customers, or you got to stay in touch with with your core constituents. And 
I think that there is a, a really interesting possibility here of a lot of people who are at CCP who have been either had their head in the sand and don't realize that players are irate uh, or have been writing it off as just, oh, it's just meta show propaganda or, oh, it's just Reddit propaganda. Uh, this is going to be a very interesting situation. Like a uh, fan fest really is kind of a Fokker walk moment, right? Because you cannot escape the fact that people are unhappy with your product if you have invited them to Reykjavik and you're in bars with them and you're asking them for player feedback and they're like, we've been telling you. So it's going to be really interesting to see if this happens and it might not, again, I could be wrong to see if any of them wake up and have the scales fall for their eyes and realize that. Oh, <laughs> because here's the, here's the thing guys. So far we're talking about what could be good. And this is the, this do this, don't do this, things like that. It is a very interesting and very bad situation if they biff this thing, right? Because if they they bring in a whole bunch of journalists and and they 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 don't deliver, or it's more excuses, and they have this aha moment of oh crap, you know, it's not just people on the internet that we should be ignoring or unhappy. Uh, you know, I, I I'm really curious to see uh how this goes i hope that they succeed it is not good for me it's not good for goon swarm it's not good for the imperium it's not good for the entire galaxy if ccb keeps cocking things up it is important that they succeed i want them to succeed we all want them to succeed we all want them to make money we all want them to expand eve online uh so hopefully 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 they have an opportunity to listen in person for the first time in four years to their player base. And I hope that you guys that are going do communicate openly and honestly with them and give them whatever feedback you do have. Um, right. And I mean, and, and to, so Goonie DuPont's like, do you think people are going to go there to yell at the devs? Well, here's the thing. No. I know I know people would see, you know, you would assume that if you're going to FanFest, that you're a big fan of Eve, you're a big fan of the company. And I don't think that necessarily is true because I'll tell you, I'm not going there because I'm a big fan of the company. I work with them every day. There are people there that I like very much. There are people there that I don't like very much. There are people there that I have a lot of respect for. There are people there who I think are ruining the game. But I'm not going there because of the company. I'm going there because of all of you. I want to see you mm -hmm. people. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to see my friends. I want to see my fellow goons. I want to see folks that I don't normally see at Eve Events in the United States. I want to go see some of the devs that I haven't seen in a long time. I haven't seen at least since Vegas, like two years ago. I haven't mm -hmm. seen most of these guys in a while. And I want to go see them and say hi and 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 rekindle some friendships that I've I've had over the years where with people that I only get to see on a screen now. So I think there are a lot of reasons why people are going to FanFest. Not all of them are about going and being all excited about whatever is told to them in whatever of these speeches that they attend. But I do think that they have to be careful because there are a couple of landmines that if they bring up, it's gonna be a little difficult. For them to to get out of and that's my next point how are they going to message the price increase and how are they going to talk about it i want i i, I will they even bring it up i don't know i don't even know I'm gonna if guess they're if not going to say a damn thing i'm going to guess unless unless they actually have something to show omegas like you know oh we've really got all these important things that are just around the corner and we're gonna we're gonna bolt all that stuff onto your omega subscription and it's going to be fine like it is it is i give it a coin flip odds guys that uh, the Rotati administration just tries to sail through this and act like the price increase didn't happen. Uh, and if they do address it, I mean, they, they'd better be bringing home some bacon. Uh, I hope they address it. I think that they should. I think they should have something to show for the last two plus years of patience and forbearance while they're enacting their master plan that's just around the corner that totally involves more than waste. 
<laughs> but, you know, this is the risk. Correct. The risk is that they get up there and somebody just biffs it. And the audience is, you know, it, it, it's there, there's a non-zero possibility of a like a don't you guys have phones kind of like a, a viral moment. <laughs> if we can avoid, if we could just get through this thing without a don't you guys have phones disaster, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> And I th and I'm hoping that that I mean that that should be the situation. I, I I don't expect it's going to be that crazy. Now I will point out something. Just just one thing. If you're going there and you want to talk to CCP, to to various developers or whomever, and you are critical or you're upset or something like that, first of all, don't be a dick. You know they're regular. They're just they're just people. Even Ratati, they're just he's just a person. They're, we're all just people. Okay. So even if you're critical, you don't like what they're doing, and you want to tell them, hey, I'm not a big fan of what you're doing. Be respectful about it. Don't be a jerk. Don't go up to him drunk and slobbery. Don't punch anybody. Don't barf on anybody, please. That's been an issue in Ugh. the past. You know, I mean, just just be go up there and be respectful and be courteous and recognize that we're all people. And it's a stress. It's still a stressful time. And I'm sure it's stressful for them, too. They know that we're mad. They know that people are not happy about the price increase. And yes, we're all aware that everything is more expensive now. But that doesn't mean anybody likes it. I don't like it when I go to the gas pump and I pay $100 for a tank of gas. I don't like it when I go to the store and bread's a buck more than it was two months ago. I don't like it when I go in. I see Netflix raising their prices. So they know people don't like it. They recognize that. But I think it'll be a lot easier on everybody if the way that we express to them that we're not happy with things is not something that's like crazy. So if you're going to FanFest, please don't be a dick. You don't need to be a dick to get your point across. And I think, frankly, uh, I, I don't expect a lot of that because I think in, in person, most EVE players are pretty cool people. I know that there have been exceptions to that. I know people have gotten in each other's faces and that there have been some incidents that have caused great galactic conflicts over the years that have happened at FanFest and things like that. But I trust that if you're at least in your, if you're in this audience, that you know how to behave in public, I hope. Just saying. And All bathe. Right. Please, for the love of God, bathe. Right. Yes, God. Please. <laughs> There are showers in your hotel rooms. Use them, okay? And bring more than one pair of pants, okay? Mm -hmm. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Now, the last thing. This is kind of a funny joke that, I, uh, that I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to throw out here. And this is just something that I, 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 I'm hoping we're going to hear about or anything. Because I'll tell you, this has become the new funny in-joke meme thing that everybody keeps asking for over and over again to the point that I think we're going to get it at some point. Now, I don't have any inside information that we're going to get this, and frankly, I doubt we ever will. But I've also said that about a low set gate disdain, and guess what? We got that. So what's the chances we get cat ears at FanFest, <laughs> right? I mean, wouldn't that be funny? Whoa. Like, finally. Like, I, I'll be honest. I can't think of anything else in the keynote that they could announce that would get almost near universal cheering out of the crowd would be if they did cat ears just because it's such a fucking meme. And, and you know, anyway. police, easy wins. If CCP wanted to make money in a rational way, as opposed to in a incompetent way, uh, is every, you know, sell police skins for every ship because everybody loves having police, the skin, police skins were some of the most popular types. And back in the day when we could put every skin on every ship for a brief, glorious moment. And oh, that was so nice. Could, wasn't it, it was wonderful. You could, you could have a, a police cruiser skin for any ship in the game. Uh, if, if you had something like that and you sold cat ears, 
uh, then maybe you wouldn't wonder why your players are complaining about, you know, it, it was just, these are easy wins, guys, easy wins. Even if it's a joke, get over your pressure, whatever, whatever precious crap is going on in, in the, the heads of the people at CCP that are saying, we can't have this kind of skin. We can't have that kind of skin. Uh, you know, you're going to have to get over it. You're going to have to get over it because we would rather see a vibrant world full of like, are you telling me that in the far future, in the grim darkness of the far future where your magical capsuleers and stuffing and stuff, people are not going to make their ships hot pink and wear cat ears and be as weird and rebellious as possible. Like that's human nature. And you got to understand that. Uh, actually that would sort of explain a lot of their kind of corporate issues in general of the lack of understanding of human nature, but it would be nice if you understood it, give us cat ears and let people have hot pink, pink spaceships for fuck's sake. It's not that hard. And it is not, not going to kill hard. anybody's immersion. It's not going to mess with the lore. There's plenty of ways they can put it in there. I mean, the bottom line is again, and I've said this once, I'll say it a thousand times. I am an immortal capsuleer, rich beyond the dreams of avarice. I should be able to put cat ears on myself or my ship if I choose to. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't because that's not my style, but I know a lot of you would, and I would like to shoot you. So <laughs> I think that would be fun to go out and blow up ships that happen to have cat ears on them. So anyway, that is our fan fest. Totally irresponsible speculation. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, you know, we'll see what happens Friday, Saturday. For those who were asking, I will be hosting CCP TV Saturday morning. So that, that's going to be a little tough for my friends in the U.S. time zone to watch, but all of my European friends, we will be starting at 9 a.m. on Sunday or Saturday, and I will be going through until sometime that afternoon, uh, probably 1 o'clock when I think Frosty's is taken over for me, from me. And then uh, I will be doing interviews with a number of newspapers that they've asked me to do. I got The Guardian and McPaper over here in the United States, USA Today, uh, and I think PC Games N as well I'll be doing interviews with. So you're going to get to see me on Saturday. Uh, and as a programming note, next week for the Meta Show, obviously we will not be doing a regular Meta Show because I will be in Iceland at FanFest and Mittens will probably be taking the day off. What we are going to do is bring you the next edition of WWE Meta Show style. I'm so excited about this. 2022. So we're going to do that next week. You're going to get to see all of your favorite uh, Eve famous celebrity people fighting each other. In the ring for your pleasure and amusement. Merkel Chen, Asher, Mitani, Vili, Pro God, a bunch of other people will all be featured next week. So Life Shifter will be doing that for us. So you guys will get to hang out and see I'm that sad. on Saturday. Now, we're kind of done with this part of the show. Uh, do you want to do a brief, because uh, it kind of feeds into this before we get into the NullSec Power Hour. I want to do a brief piercing the corporate veil. I just, there's a little bit of news. Yeah, let's, let's touch this on this because this is, uh, this sort of raises the stakes for FanFest. Right. Bit so we're going to corporate we're, level. We're going to pierce the corporate veil real quick and go into uh, the no good, very bad week for Pearl Abyss mm -hmm. that has been happening uh, over, over in Korea. So, you want to look at a kind of scary stock price. Let me pull this down. Here we go. Pearl Abyss, over the last week, has seen a significant drop in their stock price on the Korean NASDAQ, on the COSDAQ. Oof. 
they went from 97,000 Korean won a share down to 67,300 Korean won a share. That is the equivalent of 3.4, sorry, $1.39 billion worth of market cap that has Ooh. they have lost in the last week. Now, you may be saying, well, Brisk, if you have been looking at your own stock portfolio, you would know it's in the shitter. And tech stocks around the world have been going down. And that is true. And I think Pearl Abyss is definitely part of this. But you also have to keep in mind, this is not something that is new. Over the entire rest of the year, their stock price is down $3.4 billion since the beginning of January. Now, Noisy Gamer put out a blog to talk about this on Thursday. And I think it was very interesting. I saw it and I chat with him about it today. The biggest problem, as far as we can see, is the only major announcement game-wise that Pearl Abyss had for 2022 was the launch of their Black Desert mobile game in China. And that seemed to go great in the beginning. The first week, it zoomed to the number one downloaded spot, but... A couple of, of <laughs> later in the day, it was down to 75, and it has kind of fizzled out. This was the only major announcement for Pearl Abyss in 2022. They have not been able to get any of their other games out. Crimson Desert, which is supposed to be the sequel to, to Black Desert, was supposed to be released this year. It, it has been pushed back and back and back, and they don't appear ready to launch this thing until sometime next year, if then. So the result has been... Pearl Abyss has taken a big kick in the butt in terms of their stock price. And I think that is going to put at least a little bit of pressure on CCP as one of the steady performers inside the Pearl Abyss portfolio to help tide them over through this bad time until they can get to the next win. And maybe the stock prices go up and maybe we, we aren't look, headed towards some kind of global recession that it looks like, given uh, the way the stock market has been going around the world for the last couple of weeks. Well, I'm a little nervous about this, boss. What about you? This is this this is fascinating. I mean, so first of all, a little refresher for people that haven't paid too much attention to the Pearl Abyss segments we've done on the Meta Show over the last couple of years. Uh, I want to start with where the acquisition was. I'm going to write this down so I don't lose my train of thought. Eye of Sauron on admin at FanFest. And then we're going to work backwards so I don't lose my train of thought. So uh, one of the first things to understand about the relationship as we understand it between Pearl Abyss and CCP is that when Pearl Abyss had their initial public offering, it was extremely successful and they ended up with a lot of WAN. And one of the things that was a motive, we believe, whereby we, I mean me and the people I talk to about this sort of thing, uh, one of the main business motives for Pearl Abyss to acquire CCP was none of the micromanaging, microtransaction, uh, you know, Hello Kitty, cat ear sort of stuff that initially speaking, people seem to be very outraged and afraid of, right? And the reason was, uh, if you end up with a very successful IPO and suddenly you have a couple billion dollars, you got to figure out where to put it. Right. And when you're dealing with lots of money, where you put that money is a challenge in and of itself. And so one of the things we have really not seen too much direct intervention from Pearl Abyss 
on CCP uh, at the level that people were sort of suspecting it would be, right? It, it was a, here's 175 to 250, maybe a little bit more if you get your performance bonuses, a place to park Pearl Abyss's money uh, in a stable asset that had been consistent in having a certain amount of players and a certain amount of engagement and a certain amount of revenue year over year over year over year. The fact that EVE was so stable prior to the Rattati administration's tender, tender uh, administrations uh, has you know, the stability was one of the main reasons you could get the golden goose, own the golden goose and uh, go from there. Uh, however, now this does open up some other interesting questions is, is that now that some of their other projects have failed or appear to be in trouble, will that change? Uh, there was a change of uh, corporate leadership at Pearl Abyss a little bit ago. It was the COO became the CEO, which is actually a pretty normal method of corporate transition, right? That's sort of the way it's supposed to be. And pretty they kept standard. it quiet, which is also perfectly reasonable. Uh, so there, it is entirely possible in a scenario where their stock price is crashing and they're looking around going, what, what can we do to get new revenue? Well, just in time for their stock market, their price to crash, uh, you know, they CCP lost money. They didn't lose money, but their revenues went down in Q4 2021 for the first time in a while. That was a thing. It is entirely possible that there will be a lot more corporate eyes uh, from CCP's owner on this fan fest and and on their behavior going forward, uh, you know, I don't think it mattered as much uh, if uh, CCP, you know, messed up things around the edges when Pearl Abyss was was relatively uh, stable and successful. So basically, the stakes have been raised, guys, and we we have to wonder: Is the Eye of Sauron going to come from, uh, you know, in Korea, going to just sort of turn and and take stock? of what has been happening to the EVE player base and what has been happening to the customer retention and the uh, the growth or lack thereof of the game. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it, this is this. I believe that this is big because this is the first time that we have seen an indication that Pearl Abyss has run into uh, a corporate transition, uh, actual uh, big line go down uh, changes, and it's just in time for FanFest on Friday. Right. Whee! And again, like we said, like 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 Matani said in the beginning, FanFest, one of the reasons why FanFest is a big deal is because it gives CCP the opportunity to get a lot of earned media that it would otherwise have to pay for. Mm -hmm. And that's good. You like that. You want earned media. You want to get all the media guys writing about the game because it creates buzz. It creates some kind of like, like they're going into the 20th. Next year is the 20th anniversary of the game. This is the 19th anniversary this year. They're going to be talking about all of that stuff. They're going to talk about Eve Forever. They're going to talk about the third decade and all the other types of stuff that they bring up all the time. And they're going to want to use this as a way to get free attention that they don't have to pay for on the game that hopefully they can turn into new subscribers, turn into new players. And we're, we should be all for that. But it's going to be a lot tougher now when everybody's going to be looking at them and asking, so are you guys nervous about the stock prices with Pearl Abyss? Are you guys nervous about, you know, what's going to happen with this increase? What are you worried about your Russian players and, 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 and the, and the stuff going on in Ukraine uh, and the war and what's, what the impact's going to be all that. All the questions they're going to get asked are going to be relatively negative and they're going to want to try to spin it back on the new stuff they're announcing here. So I think at the end of the day, this is a big opportunity for CCP to get earned media, but they're going to have to earn it because the media is not going to be wanting to talk about the stuff that CCP wants to talk about. They're going to want to be talking about all this other stuff. So we'll, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Whew. All right. We are done with CCP talk. We are ready to take 
a little bit of time to have some fun. There were two State of the Alliances. One we have audio for, one we do not. We had a test State of the Alliance, which they claimed was their first State of the Alliance in years. I guess all those things that Villy and ProGod did weren't actually States of the Alliances or something. And we have fire, we have, the, we have notes from fires, fire coalitions, State of the Alliance. And I want to address that for one major reason, and that's because Constantine is severely brain damaged, cannot stop with the big lie that what we're doing down there has anything to do with the Ukraine war. So we're going to go into Nilsec Power, we're going to talk about fire, we're going to talk about test, and we're going to have lots of fun at their expense. Mm -mm -mm. All right, first up, we have Fire's mini soda that they did on April the 25th, the same day, oddly enough, as Tess's State of the Alliance. This was in Russian. It is translated, ignore the bad spelling in the translation and focus on what they're saying. Now, Constantin starts off by saying, looking back at the last six months, I've come to the conclusion that it's pointless to waste time in Eve about morality and principles, which is what you say when you don't have any. Like, that's not how you start off a State of the Alliance by saying, you know, nobody in this game has any morals, so neither do we. Okay. That's not exactly true. As we have said before, at least on the, on the Imperium side, we are your best friends. We are your worst enemies. And we, when we make deals, we stick to them. And I guess not everybody is like that. He's talking largely about, he brings up Try and talks about how they were fought, Imperium fought them in Clown Ring. Our dear friends in Clown Ring uh, got pushed out. And now they're on our side. And now they're temp blue to us because we're all fighting the same people in the South. That's not a lack of morals or principles, Constantin. That's EVE Online. The guys you fight one week become your friends the next week because the enemy of my enemy becomes my friend. That is a standard Eve thing. It has happened over and over again. We used to be good with Tess. There used to be Imperial Legacy. Now we have knocked them down to size and we laugh at them all the time. This is the nature of the game. It's not because people aren't loyal or because they don't have morals or principles. It's because that's what happens in the game. It's what happens in real life. That's just how war is. I... I... You know, I, I know you're about to go 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 to this, but I just got to get in here and shit on this guy. Okay, so Constantine continually is trying to nail himself up on a cross and say that we started this war in the East as something that is timed for the war in Ukraine. We have a SoundCloud from Tafos and whatever the fuck his name is, who used to be one of the fire FCs before he burned out and ran away. We had a fucking town hall where they said, we have deployed with here, we got Horde and we're gonna be attacking. We have a recording of you telling fire that you were going to be attacking in Esoteria. And now your little pubby bitch ass turns around and has the audacity to claim some sort of moral high ground when we have your fucking face in the dirt and you're going around going, oh, well, the Imperium did this and we killed we killed 1.3 trillion lists of Imperium assets and the Imperium is so much bigger than us, which means that, of course, you lost way more on a per-pilot basis. I, I skipped ahead a little bit. That's the bit in the war and faith apples section okay. you read down okay. but but moving back to the ranting and the screaming uh 
this is hilarious. We have not published this SoundCloud because it's just a boring kind of thing. We'll probably do that after the show because I keep mentioning it. But essentially, you dumb motherfuckers said in a public area where the black hand could catch it. This is also funny. A little bit down there, we'll make fun of this. By the way, guys, the Imperium and Goonswarm is good at espionage. You might have been hearing about espionage and Goonswarm at some point in the last 10 or 15 fucking years ever since uh, that whole disbanding Bob thing, maybe a little bit before that. Uh, but surprise, surprise, we have the goods on you where you're admitting that you guys are attacking and that you deployed with Horde to attack in Esoteria. And so then we deployed, and now you're nailing yourself up on the cross like a little bitch, Constantine, because you are a little bitch. And these are the excuses you have to make. You want to try to act like you have any kind of moral fucking high ground, you dumbass? You fool. And you think that this is about the fucking war in Ukraine? Eat my ass. That's the bottom line. This is the bottom line. I would like to remind our dear friend, Constantin, (laughs) that (laughs) this entire campaign started because Horde, their SIG, Test, their whole alliance, because they don't have SIGs anymore because they don't have enough people, and you guys and Fire started attacking Red Menace Coalition in Esoteria because they had the audacity to sign a non-invasion pact with the Stain Russians because of the fucking Ukraine war. They were trying to make sure that they were safe, and you guys took advantage of that, including a whole bunch of non-Russians on the part of your friends in Horde and Test to do this. How dare you? How dare you come in here and put this big lie out again? And that's what it is. This is the big lie. If you believe and you are telling your people that real life war had anything to do with a content deployment that goons didn't even join for like two weeks until after and it was already down here. You guys deployed caps. Oh, they deployed caps. We got to follow. We got to we got to get in there to support. You are the absolute worst kind of fucking liar that I have ever seen. And it's disgusts me that you keep bringing this out. And the more you keep saying this, the more we are going to push to clear out everything you possibly could ever have. Because Mm -hmm. now it's personal. This is not okay. This was a fun deployment to start, but it's not anymore because you can't stop lying. Period. And and that, that could have come right out of the mouth of your boy Sweaty Shines, okay? We're not gonna stop now. Because you guys can't stop lying. It, it, is, it is it is amazing to me. So like the, the next bit I want to riff on here is, you know, a little bit further down, he's talking about how if you look at the results, here's my kill board. Okay, so first of all, goons are dumb and periodically we crash cap fleets into trees. This is nothing new. Everybody who has played EVE Online for any length of time realizes that. Yes, we collectively lost like 70 dreadnoughts, and that racked up the cost of the 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 battle report, I guess. And here this guy is constantly going back to, oh, well, this killboard and that killboard and whatever. And it's just hilarious to me that he's like, okay, so in terms of ISK, the enemy lost 1.3 trill and we lost 1.2 trill. And while uh, we're having more people, the Imperium is very big. So if we do a whole bunch of stuff, the Imperium has lost three times, whatever. The point is, is that you don't have as much people and you have so just amortize that on a per pilot basis and what you get is fuck you you've lost faith ablist fuck you you're gonna lose almost and fuck you maybe we'll see you in some other place here soon 
but it is just Period. of the rationalizations here to go from like, well, they're way bigger than us. So the amount that they lost is uh, actually way less on a per pilot basis. Right. On a per capita basis, it's far <laughs> not nearly as bad. They can't even get their numbers right. Well, the enemy lost 1.3 trillion. And then like uh, two paragraphs later, the enemy lost 1.5 trillion. Is it going to be 1.7 next? Is it going to be 1.9? How many more trillions did we lose? When you're making numbers up and just pulling them out of your ass, which I don't know how he could have pulled them out of his ass because his head's still up there. <laughs> I guess you can just make up any number that you want. It's perfectly fine. But the bottom line is, I mean, the, the, uh, every type of coping mechanism that you can have when you're getting your ass beat, he puts into this thing. He talks about how, well, the region's lost, but this is actually a good thing. Okay, it, it I is, guess. Yeah. And oh, and they're just going to go away and they're going to leave. And it wasn't a big deal. And we had the fort here and it was just a content thing and not a big deal. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to go off. It's a floodplain. <laughs> I mean, literally, they no, no, are calling no, it a fucking floodplain. After the, the, the amount of shit we took for calling Fountain and, and Quirious floodplains during the during the, the vietnam oh War. yeah if you could scroll down a little bit more because you've got the whole like we've got nine regions Just, and it's really hard that we have these nine regions so, guys. we've got nine regions we have to, goons I actively talk about how we plan to attack ESO. it's a lie we didn't have any we just didn't have any content close to us i mean let me see if i can get that up on the screen because it's not up there now i mean i just it's just like it is absolutely so this is, absurd. This is what to we're me. fighting, boys and girls. Like this is this is this is what we're dealing with here. Uh, I I'm not too surprised by this. Like, yes, Constantine sucks, but this is a dude who has never really been directly in our crosshairs before. Uh, neither has Fire, but they are pappies. They have always been happy to be pappies, and now that the consequences of being a fucking pappy are at hand, then lo and behold, all they have is excuses and move ops to retreat further and prepare for the next thing and more lies and more excuses. And then, uh, as we already told you in fleets and goons already found out, I'm even amazed that's, how quickly they the learn. That's the best part. I love that part. <laughs> goons already found out. I'm amazed how quickly they learn. I'm glad you fucking figured it out, dude. Like, You dude. can't fart without Wes knowing what it smells like instantly. You, you the, okay. These guys spent a year and a half part of 103 alliances blue jacking each other off about how great they are and how bad goons are and insisting that they knew best. And they got, it got proven otherwise repeatedly on the battlefield. Uh, and now that the shoe is on the other foot, uh, none of this should be a surprise. You guys are supposed to, you know, understand your enemy. Well, we always said that one of the reasons why the Pappies lost is that they never tried to understand their enemy. They had their like little Redditor pubby idea of what Goon Swarm and the Imperium is about. And then they went along with that. Oh, well, Goons will leave. Everything is going to be fine. And these dumb motherfuckers never learned the first thing about their foe. And now when we turn up at their doorstep, it's like, oh, well, it's because you're evil because you're attacking us, even though we told everybody we were attacking you. It's just lies, excuses, and I love it. I, I, I love it. Please just lie. Please keep doing this because it's working great, honey. Uh, we're, we're having a grand old time here purging your mm -hmm. regions, and uh, don't change a thing. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so that's enough of this nonsense. So anyway, you got, you got the gist of it. Uh, essentially, you've got Constantine and his guys trying to desperately spin as much as they can, why they're losing, why they keep doing stuff, and then throwing the big lie out over and over again, hoping that they can convince their players that this is an actual thing. I hope that none of them are that dumb, given the 
past performance of these guys, I'm guessing that that's probably a hope that is uh, not going to be fulfilled. But at the end of the day, we're going to keep fighting because they're there and we want to smack them around, especially the way that they talk and act towards us. So as, as Mitten said, these guys have not been involved in a major conflict with us before. I don't think they understand us. And that's fine because we understand them. Yeah. And we're going to spend a lot yeah. of time doing that. Now, next up, <laughs> we have today, this week, and I want to set the stage for this. We have the test state of the Alliance. But before we have the test state of the Alliance, I want to highlight one big change that happened this week. Sandrin Stone, who stepped into Villy's shoes as military director of test, took disorderly vagrants, his alliance, and he was just making his corporation, he was just making jokes about this as all of the big alliances, all the big corps and tests were leaving to go to Horde, he made a joke about how D.Va was leaving, but it was really just a one-person thing. But now all of a sudden, D.Va has pulled out of test and gone to severance of all places. So what does that mean? What that means is Sandrin was the last named, recognizable name FC in Test Alliance, please ignore, that is still playing the game. Pro God is still in Test. He hasn't played in months. As far as I can understand, he is checked out for good. Maybe he'll come back at some point, but he is no longer playing the game. Who does Test have on their FC team? Uh, Nobody. Uh, exactly. So what's happening now is they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. They've got to train up new FCs. They've got to retrain. Apparently, they have to retrain their entire alliance. So they did their first state of the alliance, apparently in years, according to Sapporo Jones, the executor of Test Alliance, and Balder, who is the head of Dreadit, the biggest, uh, the CEO of the biggest corporation that's left in Test. Now, as we always do on this show, I have some fun clips oh that I want to go through with you guys. And because it's a little bit after time, but because we're not going to have the show next week, we're going to go a little bit over let's for you let's all today to it. provide you a little bit of fun with Tess. Now, the first thing I want to bring up. Two weeks ago on the show, you may remember, we talked about certain things that you will always hear from someone in Test whenever they have, or, or someone in PASB, whenever they have chosen to either pass or they get their ass beat in a major fight or even a minor fight. The thing you hear more than anything is good form up guys. Great form up, really good form up. <laughs> this is so prevalent in their culture. I'm telling you this right now. If you ever hear a Pappy guy say, and yes, you are getting 33% more meta show. If you ever hear a pappy guy say, good form up, that means they lost or they ran away. So how does Balder start oh God. the state of alliance that he did last week? Well, here it is. Hey, everyone. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing a, a good form up for us to, to fight goons. That was... Uh... I was watching you guys on the Keepstar. That was really cool. Uh, good job. Hope you got some cool kill mails. Hope you I saw Cammy lived forever. And the best part is, do you guys want to know what the good form up was? <sighs> Let me show you the good form up. This was the good form up. They formed up 78 guys in their staging system and fed it 
to 26 goons, 20 guys from Darkseida, basically a roaming gang that came through there. Wow. And they fed 101 ships and lost 10 billion isk to four and a half lost and 19 ships on the goon side. They lost wow. a golem. They lost a bunch of other stuff in here. But that was a good, that's how they good started. Good form up, guys. Good form that, up. Good form up, guys. Good form up. <laughs> Great job feeding. That's oh, how they started wow. this soda. And I just, I had to laugh because it's like, literally, they lost this to a random roam in their wow. staging. Now, they bring out, so Boulder starts and, and goes into this, and then they bring out Sapporo. And Sapporo says what I consider to be one of the biggest understatements of the year. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Boro Jones. I'm the exec of the Alliance. Uh, I just kind of wanted to have a moment to talk to you guys about kind of where we're at. I know it's been kind of a rough year. Uh, you know, Outer Passage isn't the most glamorous space. Uh, I really wanted to have a moment to thank you guys for, you know, staying with us. And so many of you didn't. I mean, the bottom line is that last year has been kind of rough. Kind of rough. Outer Passage, not the best space. But thank you guys for sticking around because God knows half of you didn't. Yeah, you, 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 you wow. just wonder, like, it's so rare that you even hear Sapporo Jones address the Alliance, right? Because during the entire war, he had Vili and Progod basically telling him what to do. And uh, I thought that Baldur was running tests, but I guess Sapporo is still the Alliance. You know, who fucking knows? But this is... This is um, I haven't heard this recording. This is, you're getting this live. I've had like a busy this week. Is good. And uh, wow, that's, let, let, let's keep going. Let's, let, we let's go. hear so, some so more. The next part, <laughs> this, this, this part, this part I think is funny just because it's like, duh. But here we go. Uh, I also wanted to say that, you know, finding content in this game has been challenging for us this year. I wonder why that is. Could it be because you moved to the ass end of nowhere to get as far away from goons as you physically possibly could? Maybe that's why there's no content. You're in the middle of space surrounded by blues. Hmm. I wonder why there's no content. That uh, I it, it, it's amazing. Like they did this to themselves. We made it very clear what we were going to do and what we weren't going to do. And if they found some fucking balls, maybe they could have some content, but hiding an outer passage and like, you know, going, Oh, well, maybe we're going to do some things in great wildlands. Like, uh, okay, we'll see how many corpses stay with you. Let's, uh, <laughs> with inspiring leadership like this. There you go. So they announce the next thing that comes up, Balder comes back on he announces the biggest change in test this year. This is the biggest change that they're going to make in this whole state of the Alliance. It's their biggest announcement. You want to know what it is? You're going to laugh. Uh, Let's listen. Now, now we get to, now we get to kind of take tests in the direction. Both of us feel is, is the direction it ought to be going. And so uh, starting today, the the first big change I want to I want to announce to you guys is uh, full alliance capital relocation from TODT to NEU. Uh, we are moving out of the TODT Keepstar uh, and into the uh, NEU Tech Keepstar. So that's the biggest change I think that we are going to do right now. 
the biggest change they're gonna do right now is a move up between two keep stars in their own space listen this is literally what they are doing i will haul out my tandy dandy red fucking arrow they are moving from todt to neu that is the biggest change they're making they're moving their capitals wow. from one system to another and you know what the best part is what? as always with test you can't have any kind of an announcement where you don't actually start doing the fucking move up on the goddamn stream ross actually if you could uh yeah the fleet is up now so please uh look in your fleet finder and uh we will have uh ongoing uh bridge fleets from from now until whenever we're ready to stop but uh, this isn't something that's going to take place uh over a um over like a very limited time this is a this is a long long and drawn out process from moving from moving our capital a long and drawn out process to move your shit inside your own space and you know what the best part of this is and mittens you're gonna love this okay oh god not only not only are they doing the move up during the state of the alliance? They fuck it up during the state of the alliance. <laughs> Listen to this shit. I'm working on getting no, okay. Titan Todd in place. And once it's in place, jumps will be provided they, every they, 10 they minutes. They didn't even have Sinos in place. Oh, there's a Vedmac trying to kill one of the Sinos. Pokeballer, just go. And they're just telling the Baldur, just keep talking. Stop. Don't, you know, we have to do this. Yes. Um... So he's just like, uh, I, and I will say this, if Fountain Frank wanted to do an, uh, you know, between Sapporo and Balder, he could probably do another one that's even longer than the Villy one, because that was most of what this was. Listen, guys, not only this, halfway through the soda, and I didn't clip this because I, I was already going through too many clips, and this was pretty funny. God. Somebody sets a, up a gate camp between the two systems in Outer Passage and starts killing these guys while they're doing moves to the point that they're like, stop going gate to gate, just take Titan Bridges. I mean, it was literally the funniest thing that I have heard in a long time. And so what else is Tess going to do? I wonder, what else could they possibly do? And... We hear, finally, they're going to get a little bit of content. So what kind of content are they going to get? Well, they made a major announcement that they're going to be doing a jump clone deployment, in addition to the one they're already doing in Faith Abolis to support XIX. But this one, as they said multiple times in, in, in the State of the Alliance, was, oh, this one's just for us. We're not going to support somebody else. This is just for us. Where are they going? Uh, and Ross, actually, if you could uh, hold on, yeah. So, uh, one of the things that I'm most excited about is the clone deployment that we're going to do to uh, Great Wildlands. Great Wildlands. What's in Great Wildlands? Well, first of all, one. Pull it up here, Great Wildlands. It's NPC Nullsec. This is Sucker Space. Th. Who lives there? A bunch of low-sec pirate guys. And then you've got Valkyrie Alliance with 1,100 members in it. And you've got Ebola, who's there as well, with 152. I'm going to remind you, even as a shell of its former self, Test has 9,000 members in its alliance. 
and they're going to a region that has NPC NullSex base to pick on a bunch of smaller alliances and then potentially go into low sec. They talk about that. We might go into low sec. I'm sorry, 8,300 members now. They are they are a shell of their former self. Down Jeez. almost half since the top of the height of the war. But they're going to go into Great Wildlands on a content deployment because they need to train everyone, apparently. They need to train their FCs. They need to train people in fleets to know how to shoot things. That's an actual quote. It was amazing to me that this is what they're going to try to do. If you can't manage to do a fucking move op when you spent a year and a half participating in fucking move ops rather than actually making the hard strategic choices in the Vietnam War, which is one of the big reasons why your dumbass is lost, move to Outer Passage and can't even during a state of the alliance which you shouldn't be doing a move up during your speech. And if you're in charge of your alliance, why did you plan it that way? Hey guys, here's the state of our alliance. The biggest change that's going to happen is we're moving from point A to point B, but we're too fucking incompetent to even manage that. You've already watched half of tests that actually knew what they were doing. They didn't really know what they were doing, but they were better than what's left. Fuck off to other more competent alliances. And right here, right now, we're going to prove to you that the core of test has been so hollowed out because they are too cowardly to do other things anything, anything other than hide an outer passage, rot away, and then try to punch downward in NPC NullSec when you can't even manage to move between one keep star and another keep star in outer fucking passage. Like, I mean, I knew it was bad, right? I knew it was bad. I have not, I, that was a, you got to listen, watch me listen to those clips and react to those clips live. But like, there are so many fucking amateur hour leadership mistakes in just those few little bits there. They make Constantine the sincere look like a truth telling competent person, right? It is what a shit show. You would wonder why Diva would leave and go to fucking fire and join Severance and get involved with Constantine's people and get rolled over by the Imperium. But compared to that, it actually makes sense. My God, what a mess. All um, of these curbs that I'm circling <laughs> have left test since December 23rd of last year. Wow. Like, it's massive. And and it's big groups. It's Villy's group. It's, it's, uh, 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 you know, Havoc and, and, and Moose Army and D.Va and all of these guys. It's like lots of big groups. Black Omega Security, huge group. I mean, and Tropa, I mean, it's just, and, and where did they go? Horde, 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 Horde. One group went to Dracarys. Some went to FRT. Horde, 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 Horde. That's it. That's it. That's it. And, and so so finally, so one of the other things they talk about mm. about going to Great Wildlands is, well, if we go to Great Wildlands and then we keep going, we go to Scalding Pass and then we get down to Impass and Teneriffus and the other areas. And then we're meeting goons moving up. And that means... Goons do decide to push forward into uh, Scalding Pass and Smother and all that. They're going to be under our guns, too. So we'll, we're, we're going we're gonna to have a coordinated defensive position that's going to help. What guns? What guns are we well, going to be under of yours? You guys think a 78-person form-up in your stager to push off a kitchen sink gang is a good form-up. Great form-up, guys. The, the, they are, like, cowering in the trenches as if we are imminently about to roll those regions right i haven't i haven't used the i haven't used the word scalding pass in a sentence in 
I don't know, probably a few months. It's not like something that comes up very often, but gosh, you know that the, 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 the barricades will be manned by tests incredibly competent move-up warriors uh, against the encroaching goon menace in Scalding Pass and Innsmother. It's just, you know, look, here's how it works, guys. You made a bunch of excuses. You hit on the other side of the galaxy and you had an option. You could come out of the zone of rot and fight with the big boys again and try to be a real alliance that is actually worth their fighting weight, right? Which you're not, right? Look how much bloat and incompetence is left in test. Uh, or you could take the cowardly way of just sitting on your asses and rotting away into nothing. And you have now rotted away to the point that you can't even do a move up from one point in outer passage to another during a soda? Like... No planning, no leadership, no future, no hope, which is good and just because that's what you deserve. This is exactly what you deserve. If you are in test right now and you decided to go on all those move ops during the Vietnam War and you drank the Gurgoon Kool-Aid and was like, yeah, pro God legend Vili and, and Sapporo and, and this guy and that other guy, that's good leadership. And this is the society we want to be part of. Uh, this is what you get. Uh, I, I wish I could say I'm surprised. I'm kind of surprised. But not really. I still think that they could have at least have managed a fucking move up and have known to not do it during the middle of a, of a, of a, a big alliance update. And to say that this is the biggest move we're going to make for the next while, guys, the biggest move we're going to make is we're going to go it's from one staging system to another. We're changing our stage. it up. Big move. Oh, my God. So and again, so look at this, like the the numbers of the top alliances in the game have shifted considerably since the end of the war i mean you see and it has moved up to number four we were in like seven or eight before the war uh started and then we got really far down there as the war went on brave finally after forever did a purge of their inactive members they still have 8400 which is more than test us test was the number three alliance number four alliance in the game for a long time and now has dropped literally by half in the last six months or so. And I know some of you, at least one of you out there is like, guys, this is boring. This is Alex Jones. You're getting bored. But no, it's not. We're well, giving it, you exactly it, 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 the words of the people. We, we are we are giving you exactly the words of these guys in their state of the alliance. If we had said, if we had spent, if Anna had done a state of the alliance where it was just a move up and we decided we were going to do a, a a some kind of a deployment to a nowhere region of the game, and Darkshine said, um, every 10 seconds, people would be making fun of us, okay? <laughs> but at the end of the day, these are the guys, this is the group, the leader of the Pappy group that put together the war against us during the Vietnam War, and we are going to mock them incessantly for as long as we can because they deserve it. This is what you get. This is what you get if you lose a war of extermination. You didn't have to start a war of extermination. You started a war of extermination. And I mean, I'm glad that the we have at least one person who is upset in chat because it does make it more interesting. Uh, and I like that sort of thing. Uh, but it is, you know, I, I've said this a bit in the last week because we've been waiting for these corporations to leave before we could talk mad shit about them. And uh, it's one of those things where you can you can know a train wreck is happening. You can say, at this date, at this time, if they continue this, there's going to be a trend. We have evidence that the trend is accurate. The theory is supported by the the what we're seeing happen uh, week over week over week. And it you can predict a train wreck, but when the train wreck begins happening, even if you know it's going to happen, it's still just like, wow, 
So um, okay, so for Keir Ryan yeah. is, is is like no seriously, when is it going to end? It'll end when it's not funny anymore. You say this is just a game. You'll say it's just a game, but you don't play like it. Yeah, this is no. This is the game. This is part of the game. This is part of the fun of the game. You know, making well, fun got, of the guys that make fun of you or come after here. you. That's. I mean, yeah. come on. That's that's. Maybe he'll mean. tell us not to say fuck. Some of these guys are scared. Well, he's probably not a profanity guy because he doesn't start that way. But look, this is if you don't like it. If you don't like it. If you don't like the Meta Show, if you don't like the Imperium, I suggest that you get together with about 150,000 of your closest friends and blew each other up and then spend a year and a half talking about how we're all bad people uh, and wallow in your hypocrisy and then fail utterly. And then you're left in a position where you're just desperately making excuses for one of the most laughable sodas that the game has seen, right? Like we made fun of Constantine's thing before this, but right. that actually is more together and more organized, full of right. lies. That of was course. kind of more you know, organized. But that was, than that was more run, of an, an adult announcement than, than this one. So even with uh, the big lie in it, but look, yeah. I mean, the bottom line, and, 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 and I know you were asking a bunch of existential questions and I don't really want to highlight this, but to the point of you know what's when is going to happen? There's no corpse left. Listen, this is Eve. We fight other we fight other alliances. They fight us. We say bad stuff about them. They say bad stuff about us. The day doesn't go by when you don't see people on Reddit giving the goons a hard time, giving the Imperium a hard time. Oh, look how awful you are! You had people that did this. You had people that do that. They bring up the wizard hat for the umpteenth fucking time. Oh no! And how horrible all we are. So you know this is part of the game. It's part of the game. It makes it fun. When you can make fun of the guys on the other side and tease them and taunt them and laugh at them when they do stupid things. They do it to us. We laugh at ourselves just as often. You know, but at the end of the day, <laughs> we're here to entertain, and this is what our audience likes. You may not, but the other 739 people watching right now do. That's why we do it. All anyway, right. Well, let's so stop playing with moving our food. on. Um <laughs> There was one question, Mittens. All right, we're, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the show now because we are about twenty minutes over, and we don't want to give you too much extra show because then you're gonna start expecting it. And plus, I think I smell five guys in the other room, and I'm kind of hungry. So, <laughs> I would like to ask you one last question, and we're gonna end the show because somebody had asked me this, and and this is this is the type of question that I can't answer because it's a question for you, Mittens. And that is, they uh, the person asked. Could you recommend another psychology kind of book for him to read? He really liked the dictator's handbook that you that you suggested a long time ago. And he was interested if you have read any other books like that that well, you could recommend to anyone while as yeah, we end the show this week. Um, yeah, so there's, uh, I think it's a little tacky and outdated now. Uh, 48 Laws of Power is where a lot of people, you know, Robert That's Cialdini's, what I recommended to him. I said, you got to uh, read that. Yeah, Cialdini's Influence, 48 Laws of Power, uh, Dictator's Handbook. Uh, there is like Joe Navarro's What Everybody Is Saying, uh, which is more of a body language thing. Let me take a look at some of my things on my bookshelf here. There, there's, there's a whole bunch. Uh, I'm a fan of a book by... Uh, Phil Rosenweig called Left Brain Right Stuff, uh, which is in theory less about psychology and more about organizational management. Um, I, I've got a bunch uh, on that topic. Maybe each week we'll, we'll do a little book wreck, but off the top of my head, uh, that's uh, actually, I guess everybody gets to see the back of my scalp there. That's interesting. There you go. See, yeah, I'm glad you had I, a turn, I turn around and I get to watch the back of my head. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically just get started in there and start learning things. Just watch what watch what the humans actually do 
and realize that what they say is often not what they're doing and they're not even aware of what they're saying. And that goes for me too, right? Everybody, everybody's a human. We all have the same cognitive flaws, but you really need to drill into uh, the actual motivations for why people do the things that they do. Uh, when you see someone doing something that you think is stupid, you have to go, okay, well, I think it's dumb and wrong, but what do they think that actually makes this reasonable and accurate in their world? And what are their identifying their baseline assumptions? It, it, it's a whole process, but those are some books to get you started. Very good. And I am very much amused by your five guys references in the chat, guys. You know it's hamburgers. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, next week we will be off the air. We will not do a meta show next week because it is FanFest. I will be doing FanFest. I will be at FanFest. Mittens will not be at FanFest because mm -hmm. he's going to be hanging out and going to Eve Berlin. Goons Berlin in it July. It is going to be July 9th and 10th. So we will. he will see you guys there for your European fix of the mittens uh i will be in fan fest we will do the wwe show next saturday uh for during the meta show regular time then we will be back the week after regular time 4 p.m mm -hmm. eastern freedom time 2000 eve for our post fan fest show and then a week after that we will be doing our first csm show of the year because we will be right in the middle of csm campaign season the silly we season we're gonna have Lots of silly fun, I assume, during the CSM season. we got a, a lot of empty seats this time <laughs> around. It's going to be interesting to see who runs. It's going to be interesting to see who we put up. As Mittens noted last week, the the top of the goon ballot will be Kazanir, Angry Mustache, myself. We will see who else is on that ticket in a couple weeks, and we'll get to see who Indeed also is running from arrest or the rest of the game. So anyway, from all of us here at the Meta Show, any final words before we get out of here, Mittens? I think that's it. It has been a real one. We've had a fun show and I'm looking forward to wrestling and fan fest next weekend and then uh, being back at it with all the CSM stuff. So interesting times, lots of eyeballs on the game and we hope that CCB manages uh, to do well. I want them to succeed at fan fest. I want it to be good. I want there to be no big viral oopses. Let's just make this a success guys and give us something that's to be it. happy about and we can all go back to being happy and singing praises. So, exactly. Uh, exactly. All right, everybody. Thank you all for joining us. This has been the meta show for April 30th, 2022. I am Brisker Ball joined alongside the Matani. Thank you all for joining us. We will see you next time. You stay classy. New Eden. Thank you guys.